In the book of Ecclesiastes, chapter number three, verse number one. To everything there is a season and a time to every purpose under the heaven. Fathers, in the glorious name of Jesus, we come. We thank you for the opportunity to be able to read and understand your word. We cry now for deeper understanding, deeper revelation. The same Holy Spirit that moved upon these authors to write this word now dwell in us. Open our understanding even the more and let our lives be charged, challenged, and changed through the word. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. You may be seated in this presence. I want to address you this morning from the subject, don't lose sight of purpose. Don't lose sight of purpose. Purpose is the key to life. Without purpose, life has no meaning. Without purpose, life has no meaning. And the enemy would have us to be distracted. And we are living in an age of distraction. But everyone in this room is made unique. There's something about you that's different from everybody else. But we have a tendency of trying to clone other people. But while you're trying to be someone else, who's being you? I wonder if I could get you to disdain and say, I am uniquely made. I am fearfully. And wonderfully, and wonderfully made. made. I, I am God's art. I am a masterpiece. Amen. You may be seated. You say it, and if you got to say this to yourself until you can feel it, words mean nothing until they actually reverberate out of your inner being of who you are. You are wonderful. You are very special. Mistakes, yes. Flawed. And the church said, Amen. Oh, y'all don't have no flaws, right? Amen. Do you have flaws? Yes. Now, so the other person beside you feel good, do me a favor and just tell that person, I have flaws. I have flaws. See, I make it look good. But I have flaws. Amen. And I don't want you to become distracted by the flaws that you have. And because you might not be as perfect as someone else might be, 
but I want you also to realize God has made me specifically for a purpose. And if I do not follow that purpose, I am disappointing not only myself, I'm disappointing God. History shows that the value of life decreases and the qualities of existence diminish when a generation loses its sense of destiny and purpose. A quick glance at our current world exposes a sad picture that demands our attention. We preserve nature for an example, but we kill babies. We build solid houses, but cannot construct lasting homes. We are smarter, but we are not wiser. Bigger, but we are not stronger. We know more, but we understand less. We live longer, but enjoy life less fully. We write more books, but we fail to take the time to read them. We go faster, but we get nowhere. Conquer space, but we cannot conquer our habits. We protect whales, but abuse our children. We go to the moon, but we wander far from home. We flirt with fantasies to avoid reality. The United States of America, the greatest nation in recent history, have come to a crossroad because of the like the lack, rather, of national purpose. You must hold to your purpose. Warren Bonney, the distinguished professor of business administration at the University of Southern California, stated in his book on becoming leaders, America lost its edge because it lost its way. We forgot why we were here. We talk about freedom and democracy, but we practice license and anarchy. Any nation cannot survive except we have virtue. And this nation cannot progress without a common vision.
Then Professor Barnes echoed the words of one of the wisest men that ever lived in the person of King Solomon when he says, where there is no revelation or vision, the people will cast off restraint. One time we fought together because we as a nation had common things that we fought for. But now as a nation, do we even really know what we stand for? Do we really know what we fight for? We fight endless battles and don't know why. We pull one another down and still do not know and understand why we do what we do. It's usually not the old people or the age that bring us back in line. It usually is young people. I know we old folks are supposed to be leading, but it's a young person with a vision that will bring us back in line so that we can remember some of these values that we have forgotten. An example of that is Moses. The book of Hebrew recorded by faith Moses when he was come to years refused to be called the son of Pharaoh's daughter. Choosing rather to suffer affliction with the people of God than to enjoy the pleasures of sin for a season. Esteeming the approach of, the reproach of Christ greater riches than the treasures of Egypt, for he had respect unto the recompense of the reward. Moses was a young man. And I know our minds have been pampered with, and especially us people. And we have in our minds getting stuff cars, jewelry, homes, fame, all of this stuff will perish. And the things of this life that we reach out for will cause you to be burdened. You have to find a cause that's greater than yourself. Moses was a guy that found a cause. He had a choice to make. He could have driven the finest cars, the BMW, if they had them there. I guess the Mule was a MNW, a Mule. <laughs> but he saw something that was greater than the material things of life. And I want to say to you young people, you don't have time to waste your time. You must set your mind and purpose in your heart and your mind that you have within you the ability to turn this nation around. And we are praying for you that that will happen. See, we don't have what we call teenagers in the United States is just an excuse to be reckless. But if you are going to change this nation, 
you have no time for that sort of recklessness. You have to give yourself to purpose. One such person, another such person was Samuel. Never too young. Eli, the set main of God over the house of God, had gotten old and his sons was very wicked. But there was a young man by the name of Samuel. This Samuel was given to the Lord at a very young age. Samuel's mother gave him to the Lord. And parents, you have a responsibility too. You have a responsibility to making sure your kids are introduced to Jesus Christ and that they are given the better things of life. There is nothing better than the Lord. Amen. They might have a Ferrari, but it's better to have Jesus. Amen. They might not have material things, but it's better for them to have Jesus. Because once you get Jesus... He'll make everything else work for you. This woman took this boy and carried him to Cody out to, to, to the house of God. He went out and grew his coat every year. She'll carry him one. And he stayed in the house of God. But this Samuel was able to call the nation of Israel back to the presence of God. Not only was it the young men, but the young woman by the name of Esther. Esther was another one that had found favor with the king. And Esther had one time thought, I'm just going to be cool. I'm going to kind of lay back here a little bit. I ain't going to ruffle my water. I got everything made. I'm eating three meals a day. I'm as comfortable as I can be. I got people bathing me in oil. And she thought she was going to keep her mouth shut. But the old man spoke to her and told her that you have, how do you know that you were not bought to the kingdom for such a time as this? You don't have time to be reckless and careless. You must take this time that God has given you very seriously because life is dependent upon you and how you conduct yourself. So Esther said, let me tell you what, I'm going to fast and pray she says, uh, if you would fast and pray with me, I'm going to see the king. And if I perish, I perish. But I'm going to see the king. So Esther got herself together. And she went in front of the king, putting her life on the line. How many of you know you got to find something that you're willing to die for? Because if you can't find something you're willing to die for, Martin King said, then you are not even worthy to be living. So you got to find something that you're willing to die for. So she said, if I perish, then I perish. But I'm going to see the king. And then there was another little boy named Daniel. And Daniel, of course, a man was a very young man. And he had purposely had carried him from a man, his homeland, and carried him to Babylon. And there they put them in bondage. And of course, when they got in bondage, somebody cried out and said, sing us one of those songs of Zion. Isn't it something how the devil will pull you out of your steadfastness and then he asks you for a song? 
He pulled you out, amen, uh, and make you embarrassed. What you used to do, you don't do no more. Then he said, sing me one of those songs. But Daniel purpose in his heart that I'm not going to define myself with the king's meat. I want y'all to purpose in your heart. I'm not going to do what everybody else do. I'm going to do something different. Amen. I know other people might be smoking weeds. I said weeds. See, I know y'all thought I made a mistake. And I did. I'm right? Amen. I know some might smoke weed. But I'm not going to do it. Some are going to get drunk. But I'm not going to do it. You got to make this up in your mind. You can't wait till the jar is on the table or somebody pass you a weed. You got to make up in your mind, I'm not going to do it. Can you just turn your head to the person next to you and say, I'm not going to do that. Or turn your head to the other side and say, I'm not going to do that. Uh, hallelujah. Glory to God. So, amen. Not only that, I know it's a popular thing to be drinking, but I'm not going to do that either. Uh, I'm not going to be sleeping around either. Amen. I ain't going to do that. I'm going to hold my goodies to the right time. I'm not going to be sleeping around. I, I'm nobody's bathroom. Amen. But I am a man. Somebody who can hold out. I'm going to hold this thing special. Because I got news for you. They'll tell you you're pretty and you look all good and everything else until they mess your goodies up. And then once they mess your goodies up, they'll cast you to the side and go for the next one. But you got to make up in your mind what I got is mine and I'm holding on to it. Not only the, the, the young women, but the young men. Because now men are in trouble now. If you go out with a girl nowadays, I know y'all think that, oh my God, my little innocent children, they know more about sex than you do. And if you decide that you're going to hold yourself together, they will almost, girls will almost wrestle the boys down. Amen. Nowadays, but can I get the men to just stand up and say, I ain't doing that. Stand up. Don't be your feet. Did I see all the men? Did I, did I see all the boys jump up? I ain't heard y'all. I ain't heard y'all. Because you need, you know, sometimes, amen, people uh, predetermined in their mind. Oh, the first one that come along, I'm going to make a strike. But that strike might be the last strike that'll turn your life around and mess you up. Because you know truth. And when you know truth, amen, you can't just do anything. Can I get y'all to jump up to your feet again and say, I ain't doing that. 
ain't looking. Just jump up and say, I ain't doing that. Oh, my God. Not only that, I'm not going to sleep around. But I know they're using drugs. Can you jump up and say, I ain't using no drugs. <laughs> Hallelujah, I ain't doing that. My body is the temple of the Holy Ghost. <laughs> not only that, <laughs> I'm going to follow the example of what I've seen in here. I'm not going to cheat on my test. Can I hear somebody say, I ain't cheating on my test. All right, I like that as well. Not only that, but I know it's a, it's a common thing now for children to be cursing with every word that come out of their mouth. They don't even see it as bad language no more. They just cuss to be cussing. But you got to make up your mind. I'm not doing that. Ah, oh, Lord, have mercy. Hallelujah. And then, uh, amen, we want to be to that place that you got to predetermine ahead of time. I'm not going to do it because one thing about sin, once sin enter in, you lose control of your life. The devil tell you up front, oh, you can handle that. Oh, you can handle it. You all right, you can handle it. But I want somebody here that's been this see by the devil anybody in here defend the see by the devil jump to your feet and say the devil is a liar he make you think that you are exceptional or you can play around you're not as stupid as other people are and once you get involved in it, then he turns around and says, you fool. But I'm going to hold myself while I can. All right, all right. Then we have young Jeremiah. Young Jeremiah. God done called the boy to preach. God said, not only am I calling you to preach, some of y'all are going to go to the nations. Y'all are going to go to the nation. And I know you might not feel it right now, but y'all are going to be speaking to the nation. This is what Jeremiah said. Lord, I can't even speak. But I want some preachers in here that know God will call you to preach and you can't preach. Anybody? All the rest of them know they can preach. Let me say it again. God will call you to preach. And you can't preach. Oh, that's better. That's better. That's better. All right. I like that. I got up. I remember when I first got called into the ministry. I got up. Didn't have no idea what being able to, uh, what they call it? Exegese, exercise or exegese. I didn't know what that was. I just got up there not knowing nothing. But I had that joy, joy, joy down in my heart. I got up there and shut my eyes up and I started saying, Thank you. Thank and praise the Lord. I thank and praise the Lord for about 15 minutes and went and sat down. 
But the thing I like about it is not the words that you conjure up in your mind. It's when you can say, thus saith the Lord. Because you start realizing, I don't care how slick I get with my tongue, it don't mean anything if God have not spoken to your soul. But the Bible says that they preach with power and authority. We are living in a day and a time now when men are practicing preaching. Amen. And making an art out of preaching. And they're not hearing a word from the Lord. They don't utilize the text. What they are doing is texting. Hallelujah. But we need to stop texting and get with the text. So here Jeremiah said, Lord, I can't speak. But how many of y'all know God don't call the qualified? He qualified those that he called. When he calls you, you might not be able to do it, but he will qualify you. And I think it's a good thing when you don't know what to do. Because then you got to wait for God for every word. Then you got to pray for your sermons. You're not so slick that you can just say anything. You have to pray for your sermon and ask God, Lord, if you don't give me a word to speak, I don't have nothing to say. We need to get to that place where we totally depend on God for everything. People don't need to hear you. They need to hear what thus saith the Lord. When we start hearing that, we're going to start realizing that Jesus is able to do anything. I want to encourage you young people. Get a cause that's bigger than yourself. Purpose in your heart. I'm going to be everything that God wants me to be. If you make a mistake, don't wallow in your mistake. Get up from your mistake. All the way through the Bible, they got up from their mistakes. Is there anybody in this house that got up from your mistakes? Hallelujah. Glory. Y'all just look around. Look how many people got up from their mistakes. You got up. What the devil want to do is make you feel guilty. He want to worry you out and make you think you're no good. You'll never be any good. And then he will deplete you of who you are. And then you keep on failing. Yes, I made a mistake. Yes, I failed. But I'm going to get up from my mistake. I am more. Just because I made a fail, I'm not a failure. Hallelujah. Because faith stopped from being all right. And then let me tell you about the last man. That man was Jesus. One of the most quoted scriptures in the Bible is John 3.16. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. Whosoever believes in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. These young people made it, and they made a difference because they purpose in their heart and in their mind. Matters not what people in your family have done. You are different from everybody else in your family. And what really matters is this. You can be successful. You can have money. But if you get your mind on the Lord Jesus Christ and be willing to do his service. Not only will you do good in this world, but when this life is ended, that's what's important. Because you're going to die. One day, you're going to die. And you got to meet God. And God's going to ask you what was done in your body. There's no guarantee that because you might be 17, 18, 10, what those ages, it don't mean that you're going to live till next year. Because they have died earlier than that. 
But what is important is you want to hear God's voice say, well done, good and faithful servant. Not only for these young people, but for some of these old folk in here too. Because some of y'all good baby get silly in your head trying to go out there and have some fun. You're too old to have fun. Best thing you can do is just live holy. Going out there trying to do all the stuff that the world do, you, you, that's not for you. But if you live holy, you can make somebody turn to the light. If you live holy, you can help somebody in the ways of God. If you live holy, you can answer somebody's question. And the devil trying to make you think that you've lost out. You have not lost anything. You have not lost anything. Because when God said, well done, thy good and faithful servant is going to pay for it all. We used to believe that Jesus was going to come back. But we, we, most of us think we're going by the way of the grave. How many of y'all realize that at any moment the Lord could crack the sky? And if he find, and let me tell you what a good test, a good test is this. If you have a question about what is, what is right and what is wrong, ask yourself this question. Would I want to be doing this when Jesus comes? Ask yourself that question. Would I want to be doing this when Jesus comes? If that answer is no, then don't practice that. Because we don't know when the Lord is going to make his appearance. He don't have to come for the whole world to come for you. Amen? Don't y'all have some friend that have died? He do not have to come on the cloud. He can come for you. The main thing is to be ready when Jesus comes. Be ready when Jesus comes. Standing all over the building.